Ellie was halfway through her A-levels. Um, she started dating Thomas Griffiths. He was her first boyfriend. About a couple of months into the relationship, she started noticing some traits that were odd. As time went on, I felt she felt she wanted to end the relationship. Her, her friends described it as suffocating. He came to a house where he knew she was home alone revising and he strangled her first and then he picked up a knife and he stabbed her 13 times in the neck and the sentence for that was 12 and a half years. That's, that's the justice system when it comes to violence against women and girls. Poppy um, and Jo Atkinson had been um, a couple for over three years. In the October, she decided that she just didn't want to stay in the relationship anymore and uh, called an end to it. She was going to leave on the 17th of December. She'd got a flat to move into. Um, but on the 14th, on the Friday night just before that, um, he came back from his Christmas party. She was in bed, asleep, and he went to the kitchen. He chose a knife. He chose the knife for a specific intent. He didn't choose a knife to cut bread, you know, he chose it. And this is really important that there is an element of premeditation, knowing what they're doing. He chose the knife. He went back into Poppy's bedroom and he began his attack then. There were 23 stab wounds, one uh, in her skull and all around her neck and things. 49 knife wounds, 100, room, 100 injuries altogether. He was jailed for 16 years and two months. And my understanding is that if in both these horrific cases they had taken a knife from somewhere, gone out into the street or into a park and murdered someone, mm -hmm. the minimum starting point for their sentence would be 25 years. Absolutely. You could stab somebody once in the park but that straight away, because they've taken the weapon to the scene, is seen as more serious than a brutal murder in the home. And we think the idea, the idea about that was about premeditation, or if you're yeah. carrying a weapon around. But the, you the, the logic is you have, oh. you have, there is intent there. Is there. Intent, there is yeah. intent to mm. kill, mm. but you are saying, in, in the cases of your daughters, mm. there was intent. There was of intent. Was. And you will mm. never know what that person was thinking when they were approaching the houses in, in, in our instance, um, they're never going to say, yes, I was thinking about it. That's never going to happen. At the moment, there's a huge disparity between sentencing of those murders that take place in the street as opposed to murders that take place in the home. Um, there's an immediate 10-year difference in starting point of sentencing. Um, and we're just looking to close that gap because it's immoral to treat women, who are generally the ones who are murdered in the home, to treat them as valued less. Now, the government is introducing longer sentences that will include overkill as an aggravating factor and just to define overkill it is the use of excessive or gratuitous violence beyond that necessary to kill which happened in your daughter's cases. Dominic Raab the Justice Secretary says that is going to add about two years to sentences. Well you're shaking your yeah, head. It's, it, it's, it's disgusting, it's disgusting if that's all he really thinks that, that these lives are worth and what they've gone through mm. and the trauma and the absolute horrific murders that take place in the home. I can't tell you how upsetting it was two weeks ago to have sight of that letter that Dominic Raab wrote to his colleagues where he said, and for overkill we're adding two years. I mean that just broke me. I just thought he should go and visit some young women in the morgue and see their injuries 
and then tell me that that's just worth two years. The problem with the law at the moment, it's just written with violence on the street in mind and nobody has given a second thought, the judges and barristers and sentencing council, to domestic homicides and the horrific nature of them. Although it is, it is for, for, for all murders, it is possible for judges to give life sentences and the MOJ reminds us of that. We've spoken to a few judges and lawyers and they like a framework, they will stick within that framework. None of them want to sort of put their head above the parapet and go, okay, no, actually, I think this. Because what will happen is there will probably be an appeal then. And then because it doesn't fall in line with all the others, the appeal would win and it would go down again. Mm. So the, the Ministry of Justice are going, the judges can do that. The judges are going, yes, okay, oh. but we don't want to do that because we're sticking to the guidelines. Mm. So actually the guidelines have to change. It's difficult to even get your head round or even, you know, to, to, to work out how you have coped at the loss of your daughters. Ellie was 17, she's on the cusp of adulthood, you've got her through primary school, you've, you've almost got her through secondary school. Poppy's, you know, 24 and thriving and independent and, and both are taken from you just like that. How do you, how do you cope with that? Perhaps the campaigning gives us a purpose to fight for change because as it stands it's so immorally wrong um, but every day is a struggle you know there's no denying it. every day you can have tears a memory a thought a, a, a piece of music playing it's and you know you're you're empty inside you know you, you often think oh I wonder what it would be like if Ellie was coming home for Easter for example from university just a few weeks ago um, and that's gone takes a huge part of you away. It's really, really tough. And you know, you say, I say goodnight to a photograph every night. This is my life and I can't see that changing, but I also can't see very far ahead. You, you just can't see very far ahead. What our audience may not know is that both of you went to the morgues to see your daughters. Mm. I asked if you wanted to talk about this and you said that you did because you want people to know what it is like. What do you want to say to our audience about that? We had to go and see Ellie in the morgue. Um, they warned us before we saw her that they had covered up her injuries. She had plasters on her face so that we couldn't see the stab wounds and she had bandages around her neck and on her chest area so that we couldn't see the extent of the forensic attack that she had gone through. Yeah, we saw, um, we went several times to see Poppy. Um, her injuries weren't covered up, partly because they didn't think that we would be going in to see her. They didn't want us to go in and see her, but um, our family liaison officer discussed it with us and we decided that we would. So we saw all, all of the injuries and in her head, I just kept thinking she was breathing. And um, of course she wasn't. I am so, so sorry. I am so, so sorry. Can I ask you finally about your friendship, your bond? How 
how would you describe it? How has it helped each of you? I don't think I certainly couldn't have done the campaign on 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 my own. Wouldn't have I wouldn't have got this far. Um, we have a, a, an absolutely unique relationship. We text mo most days. There's yeah. a there's there's a text or something. You know, and we say anything to each other, and we know we can get away with saying anything to each other. So um, things yeah, that would be completely really shocking to other people yeah. um, have, have become our norm. You know, horrific stabbings and you know and I could have never have imagined years ago that this would be part of my normal everyday language um, and, but sadly it is and that's what we have to live with. Thank you both very thank much you. for talking to Newsnight. Julie thank, thank you. you Carol thank, thank you, you very, very much. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you.